You are listening to an Elam Church Christchurch podcast. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired by the message you are about to hear. And if you're ever in Christchurch, why don't you pop in and say hello? We'd love to connect. Wow, it's so lovely to see you all. Don't you feel like you've sort of been bereft of something when you don't have church to come to? And it's just so nice to see you all. And then welcome all back to the new year. They tell me there is actually no calories over Christmas, so you're absolutely fine. <laughs> so, yeah, as we, as we come into this year, what are your expectations? What are your hopes? Already learnt that New Year's resolutions go absolutely nowhere. So, yeah, as we begin this, this new year, um, where are your hearts as you, as you begin to seek what God has for you? Because he's got good things. You know, he has always had good plans for his people and planning to take them forward always. So I'm going to open with prayer, and um, as James has put up, the, the title is The Shepherd. Father, we just want to thank you this morning for your time with us already, Lord. We just ask right now, Holy Spirit, that you would come and that you would minister to your people. Lord, just enrich our hearts, bring us a bit more closer to Jesus. Lift us into a place where, yeah, all fear goes in Jesus' name. And that there's just faith abides, Lord God. Help us to know how much we are loved and cared about and nurtured and looked after. And Father, give us an expectancy, an expectancy and a boldness as we step into this year, Lord, to bring glory to your name. For Jesus' sake. Amen. So what does the imagery of the shepherd conjure up to you as you think about that term? Just take a moment just to, to let that resonate, the shepherd. The theme of the shepherd and likewise the sheep is one of the more popular and more recognizable terms, both in the New Testament but also in the Old. For us in particular, we link it with Jesus. The good shepherd. In John chapter 10, it also speaks about the good shepherd and the sheep, which has become a clear connection and understanding for us of the redeeming love of God. But we have a privilege. We have a privilege of looking back. We have a privilege of hindsight. We have a privilege of knowing who Jesus is and that he does ultimately lay down his life for the sheep. But what of the people in Jesus' time, the ones that were listening to him as he talked about the subject? In John 10, 6, he writes, people, Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things that he spoke to him. Yet we too can get caught up in the familiar and miss the depth of what Jesus is expressing through his words. In Luke 15, 1 to 7. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. 
What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does he not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that was lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 righteous people who need no repentance. There are probably few of us who have not heard the parable of the shepherd, the 99 sheep, and the lost one. It occurs twice in the scriptures, both Luke and Matthew. It appears Jesus has used this illustration differently. Matthew and Luke didn't copy each other. Luke did not copy from Matthew as he wrote these things. With Luke, it's about the Pharisees, the scribes, the tax collectors, and the sinners. But Matthew speaks largely of his concern for the example and well-being of children, born out of the disciples' need to know who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew writes, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly I say to you, he rejoices over it more than over the ninety-nine that never went astray. The, hero, the hearers of his word would have understood the story of the lost sheep and the need to find it. Many were shepherds and the livelihood was vital to the community. To leave the 99 alone and unprotected and to go and find the one solitary lamb which had probably already been devoured by wolves or bears, seemed to make no sense. Surely the 99 that the shepherd had was more important than the lost one. Yet a shepherd would still go, for such was the heart they had towards the flock. But they still missed the point. Jesus was using parables to open their minds to the love of their heavenly Father for the lost. The regular hearers didn't understand, and the Pharisees and the scribes in particular had no love for sinners and outcasts anyway. But what about us? Do we miss something of this moment too? Both Matthew and Luke speak of the shepherd's searching heart for the one who is lost. But there is something more in Matthew. Sometimes we miss the importance of Jesus' little words. Luke uses the words, and when he finds it. He is definite in the belief that the lost sheep will be found and carried home by the shepherd. But Matthew's account, he uses the words, and if he finds it. There is doubt in his voice. Maybe he will not find the lost one, or worse, the lost one on hearing his call will not want to come to him. 
What would stop the sheep from responding to the shepherd's voice? Fear? Pain if he's hurt? Just simply separation from the flock? Being alone and lost? The concern is deep in the shepherd's heart in those few small words. And if he finds it. The imagery of the shepherd and the sheep runs through both the Old and the New Testament. In Isaiah 53, 6-7, the well-known chapter of the suffering servant, it speaks clearly to this theme. It speaks that all of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Every one of us have turned to our own ways. That Jesus has taken the suffering for us all. Ezekiel, who carried the title Son of Man, also used by Jesus, was commanded by God in chapter 34 to prophesy against the shepherds or leaders of Israel and upbraid them for their treatment of his sheep, his people. David, of course, wrote the beautiful 23rd Psalm, The Lord is my shepherd. One of the most beautiful descriptions in Scripture of a shepherd is often expressed in paintings. You may have seen it, lovely picture of Jesus holding lambs. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. So as this year begins to unfold, do our hearts turn with longing to hear the shepherd's voice? to feel the touch of his hand, the smile on his face, the tender healing caress of his care and his love. There's something within us hunger for the quiet waters, the place of renewal as he restores the wounded parts of our lives. One of the reasons that we love the Psalms so much is that they are written very personally in that I purpose, you know, I this, I that. Psalm 23 is probably the most well-known and beloved of them all. And it was this story that touched my heart recently. High on the moors in the Welsh Highlands, two ministers met a young shepherd boy who had impaired hearing and was illiterate. They explained that Jesus wanted to be his shepherd and would always look after him as he, the boy, looked after his sheep. They taught him to repeat the words, the Lord is my shepherd. Using the th fingers and thumb of the right hand, starting with, the Lord is my shepherd. They told him to pause on the fourth finger, my, and remember this psalm is meant for me. Some years later, one of them was passing through the same village and asked after the shepherd boy. The previous winter, there had been terrible storms, and that boy had died in the hills, buried beneath a snowdrift. The villager who was telling the story said, There was one thing, however, that we didn't understand. When his body was discovered, he was holding the fourth finger 
of his left hand. Matthew uses those small words, and if he finds it. In his darkest moment, that small shepherd boy knew that he had been found. Jesus gathered him up in his arms and carried him home. Where are you right now? Are you far from your home with the shepherd? What keeps you separated from him? Fear of what might be required of you? Sin that has kept us and you all bound. Hurt, anger, loss. A messed up life. Join the club. Does God really care? Could he truly love me? Part of an old song came to mind as I was working on this. Totally non-Christian, but God can use anything. He's a great redeemer. There ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough. Ain't no river wide enough to keep me from getting to you. Or very scripturally, if you want to have Psalm 103, 11 to 12. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed his transgressions from us. There isn't one of us who hasn't walked in that path of messed up <laughs> Still do. But nothing can hear the, sh the cry of your heart not being heard by the shepherd. If you want to come to him, don't let anything stop you. Just going to call the keys up, but I think she's disappeared, so maybe we won't. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, thank you, kind sir. Yay. <laughs> hmm. We like to make sure that at any stage of the game, you get the opportunity to give your heart to Jesus. I asked the prayer team just to come up and to, to be available for anybody that just might like to walk down this path right now. Just like that little shepherd boy, there's always an opportunity, but also an opportunity we need to take. If you've never made a commitment of your life to Jesus, 2 Corinthians 6, 2 says that now is the time of the Lord's favor. In the day of salvation, I have helped you. I tell you, now is the time of the Lord's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Whether you're online or whether you're here, I'm just going to give you a few moments. Let the Holy Spirit minister. Just come and the wonderful prayer team and there are others that will pray with you if you would just like to to do that to to recommit your life just to talk again with jesus if you feel like you're far away right now let his holy spirit minister to you because we're as far away from god as our own breathing father would you just come by your spirit right now and minister to your people Call those into the kingdom that need to find you this morning, whether you be online or whether you be here. 
the Holy Spirit is not ministered by time or space. He simply wants to be with us. Perhaps right now you're looking for something from the Lord, a miracle. And our word this morning in our group was signs, wonders, miracles. It's on the Lord's heart to bless his people. It's on his Lord's heart to, to minister to his people this morning, to pour out his spirit afresh upon us. The whole altar is open for anyone that would like to come and just recommit their lives to Jesus. Just receive a blessing because the Lord wants to continue to pour out on his precious people. I just sense there's a fragrance here right now, a presence that is very gently just moving upon his people right now. There's a hunger in the heart of the Lord that his people would come afresh to him this morning. A hunger in the heart of the Lord that he desires us so much. He did everything for us. He opened the door of heaven for us. And all he simply says is to come. I sense him just simply saying, there is a doorway constantly open for you, my people, to enter in. Do not be afraid. Do not be, be held back by the things that hold you captive. There is nothing that I have not done that can set you free from all that you walk in. I have come to break the chains of a bondage, break the chains of oppression, break the chains that hold you in that place of fear and doubt. I came to set you free because you're my children and I love you. I've called you by name. You are mine. And my children, I desire above else that you would enter into that new place with me. That place of new beginnings, new faithfulness, new love. Do you not know, my children, how precious you are? Even like that one little lamb that was lost, I would have gone after you. I still go after you. Do you not know, my children, how precious you are? Don't want to rush this time. I just want to let the Holy Spirit minister because this is not about me. This is about about him engaging with you. This is your new beginning. This is your new year. This is your time with him. Simply receive, simply receive all that he has because he loves you so much. I sense there's been hurt in someone's life that they've been unable to release. And the Lord understands. The Lord is not holding in a place of condemnation. The Lord understands that hurt. But he's just asking you to, to give it to him. 
and allow him to bring the healing and the forgiveness that is necessary for that place. I also get a sense of physical needs here this morning. People that that need a miracle. They need for things to be broken off their life that are a hindrance to their walk with God. And I get a sense that sometimes you've asked and you've asked and nothing seems to have changed and there's a despair growing up within you. The Lord says, now is a new beginning. Now is a new day. Now is the moment. Now is the time of my salvation and of my healing. Simply come. Father, as we just draw this time together before your throne, Lord God, would you just continue to pour out your spirit upon your people? Let them keep reaching out to you, Lord God, because your love is infinite. Your love holds no bounds. Your long heart love brings healing, deliverance, and freedom. Your arms are like that little sheep, Lord God, that has got lost. And yet you want to wrap it in your arms and just bring it home. So, Father, I just thank you. I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your presence here, Lord. Let the joy of your spirit build in your people, Lord. The awareness of your love. The grace of your spirit, Father. And just, Lord, as the music team continue to play, Lord, the ground in front of us in this altar, Lord, is completely open to those that would like to be there. We thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this Elam Church Christchurch podcast. For more information about our church, you can visit www.elamchristchurch.org or connect at one of our services every Sunday at 10 a.m.